Welcome to our podcast. I'm Mia. And I'm Vincent. And this is our journey into the ethical non-monogamous lifestyle. And we hope you'll join us for the ride. We're on Instagram as Room For More Podcast. And also Twitter, Room For More One. And we're on fabswingers.com as Room For More Podcast. So please get in touch with us because we'd love to hear from anyone who wants to talk to us. Hi and welcome to episode 7 of the Room For More Podcast. We've been absent for the last few weeks because, well, we've got other kind of priorities on in our life at the moment. We've got family, we've had Easter holidays, we've been away, so uh, we've not had a chance to put the podcast up. But it's it's nice to be back and we're picking up where we left off at the end of last episode, which was talking about my singles encounters um, and, you know, Mia very quickly then wanted to experience some of her own and so she set up her own singles profile and so on so that's that's kind of what we're talking about this episode and it's going to be in two parts so um, first part is going to be um, an interview that we have with a single woman and then we're going to talk a little bit about or have a discussion ourselves about Mia's experiences and how that worked out and how we both felt about it. Yeah so um, I guess the first thing we'll do is go straight into the interview um, with Tabitha and Tabitha was somebody we met originally on our couple's profile and we met her together for a coffee. Yeah and she was really nice we got on with her so well and she's been one of those fantastic people that you meet on Fab who you just stay friends with because they're so nice. And they're so sound and she's really pretty uh, very very intelligent clever woman um, she was very helpful to me I suppose originally and gave me a lot of tips when I set up my first singles profile um, and we like I said we originally met her as a couple and then you played with her a little bit and then uh, we went to a party and we met her at a party afterwards and I ended up playing with her not enough and we keep meaning to do more about it Tabitha and me um, and we always have these great uh, fantasies and ideas about what different scenarios we're going to play out. We've never actually managed to get around it, uh, but I've always stayed really, really good friends with her. Um, and sometimes as a woman, you do meet other women on Fab that just kind of are on your level and get where you're coming from. Mm. Um, and Tabitha is definitely one of those women. So we asked her if she wouldn't mind being interviewed for the podcast and um, yeah, so she was only too happy to oblige. And, you know, yeah, she's got really good experience. She, she's been involved in FAB for, for a couple of years and she's got lots of experiences. So um, hopefully her advice and her perspectives will be useful to you for anyone starting off and, and things like that. So, yeah, so we're going to just launch into her interview and then we'll come back in at the end. So we're doing our first interview with the lovely Tabitha. Um, who's here to tell us all about how she got into the lifestyle and what her experiences as a unicorn is. So, uh, first of all, Tabitha, how did you get into the lifestyle? Yes, it was purely by accident, really. I never sort of woke up one day and thought, I want to be a swinger. <laughs> you know, this whole, the whole concept of swinging is a little bit sort of, you know, when you say call it swinging, it's very 60s, very, a little bit cheesy. You know, you think putting your keys in a bowl and... Um, but I think I was on Tinder and I'd met a guy that I was hooking up with and he was and I was telling him that I had this fantasy for years and years about meeting a woman and we just, just and he told me about this this website Fab Swingers and I was like 
what, you just sign up for it and you can just meet women? And he was like, yeah, yeah, that's how it works. We'll do it together. We'll sign, you know, we'll sign you up and then we'll go and meet a couple and you can meet a, a woman. So I was like, we'll give it a go because I've been wanting to sort of really... I thought, always thought it would happen sort of naturally that I'd meet a woman and have a, a trial for it, but it never, it never did. So your initial kind of um, idea of joining the, the Fab Swingers website was to meet another woman. So you joined as a couple? Yeah, no, I think we both had single profiles, but we'd arranged to meet together with um, another couple that that were on... Now, they they had a couple's profile, but I'm not too sure whether they were play couples or, or a proper couple. Uh, but anyway, the guy that I was going to meet, go and meet with cancelled um, last minute, so I didn't end up meeting them, but I kept in touch, and they came over to me one Friday night, and we just had a couple of drinks, and... Um, well, I got drunk, and then I was like... Well, not drunk, drunk, but in, enough to um, sort of... Tipsy. Yeah, tipsy to enough to give me some uh, sort of bravado to just go for it. And so they came back to mine and we all ended up on the living room floor all over each other. And and it was great fun. It was really, you know, I really, really enjoyed it. It was very... But it wasn't until, I don't think, um, the next day that I started remembering everything. You know, like when it was happening at the time, there was like a cock in my face or a prophecy in my face or, you know, like we were all all over the place. And then um, I was just thinking I was too in the moment to realise quite how much I was enjoying it and I was a little bit nervous as well so making mm. sure that you know I was doing things right and yeah. you know very conscious in my yeah. head about it it's often the flashbacks yeah, that are the best God. part it really is yeah and that's when you start to uh, process what's actually happened yeah. and, it's like and oh my god I felt so naughty but so it was so hot you know just the thought of actually doing it so then I was back on fab um to try and get a single guy to come around like that morning just to help <laughs> with <laughs> with the rest of it so uh, but yeah, and I've mentioned to you before that uh, I initially only thought I was joining for maybe a couple of months, have a few, meet a couple of couples, um, have a few maybe buy experiences, and then that would sort of tick my box and I'd be off on my merry little way. And, uh, and so really, you only joined Fab to meet other women? Yeah. To explore your buy side? That was, yeah, that was it. And... Uh, so obviously you liked it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So three plus years later, I've I've met as a couple. I've met as a single. I've been to um, some parties, um, you know, and met, had a lot of uh, one-on-one fun as well. Okay, so the benefits of a single woman is that you get to meet other people um, in a different way to how you'd meet them on Tinder. Is that right? Yeah, I wouldn't. Um, go on Tinder uh, to explore my bike site because obviously I, I know people that are on it um, people know me through work or um, through the gym or some of my friends and that's not sort of I, I'd li- I like the sort of secrecy behind it that not everyone is aware of it until you choose to share the pictures and stuff and, um, and Tinder is very much like it's quite public isn't yeah, it yeah and it's sort of attached mm. to Facebook and stuff and I just didn't I thought it was, I felt a little bit too exposed on that to, to start exploring that my side on that. And as a single woman then on the Fab Swingers website, what kind of messages do you get? Do you get a lot of kind of you, you get hundreds anyway, so Oh yeah, it's it's ridiculous, you know. Um, but I, I like that. I like that, you know, and, and a lot of people will or women as well will be like, Oh no, it's such a pain but it's nice to have the choice, you know, you do get hundreds and hundreds I think uh, at one point I, I was had over three hundred unread messages, um, and they're just the ones that you just think, you know, you, you tell at a glance that you're not even going to bother reading, you know, the rest. And of how them. do you tell? Well, if they have no pictures, uh, you know, on their profile, or, they, or sometimes I'll have a little look at their profile before I sort of delete them or ignore their messages, and you know, 
I don't know what they think, you know, they're just wasting their own time, I think, as well as um, anyone else's, if they're going to send messages without pitches in, without any content to um, their profile. They should be looking at it as a sales pitch, you know, like, um, what what can I do to, um, you know, if they're, if they're serious about trying to meet someone, what can I do to be better than, you know, there's 6,000 other people, other men. So what kind of things, you know, if, if you're a single guy, what kind of things... Um, what kind of things would you do that would stand out for you? Like, what kind yeah. of attracts you? Well, I try and have a decent uh, profile picture. You know, like everyone's seen a cock, so it's not... Um, so like a body picture, a torso Yeah, paper, maybe a, like a nice body picture. Um, you know, a nice one, not them stood there, you know, like in their tighty whities or something, or big, like, you know. <laughs> I, you, you laugh, but I have seen pictures of, like, you know, like really um, skinny guys, but with these huge boxes on that, you know, like, uh, they look, it looks nearly like a skirt and white socks. <laughs> And white socks, you know. But socks are just like, yeah, like why so would you? So take the socks off. Take, always take the socks off. <laughs> don't take a dick pic near a toilet. Yes, that was it. Or do you know what else turns me When they put the Sky remote next to it. Oh, oh God. Yeah. yeah, we've seen a good few of those. It just seems to be the go-to for like... It does, <laughs> it does. And it's it's just the handiest thing, obviously. Time, you know, they're yeah. watching TV. Or a Lynx can. <laughs> That's another one. I've seen that one as well. I think it's the idea of girth. Yeah. And this is all you're interested in? Yeah, that's it. You know, you couldn't possibly be, you know, and they do think that. I think, oh, yeah, but I've got a big cock. And you're like, okay, but what about the rest of you? (laughs) You know, it's got to be the package. Yeah, yeah. and so many guys, I don't know, maybe it's, they're very obsessed with their own cocks and they think everybody else should be as well. And I think they've also heard it a million times, you know, women... You know, we like to sort of stroke men's ego and stuff sometimes. And they're like, yeah, but I've got this big rock. And you're like, it's all right. <laughs> you know, it's okay. You know, it's not a monster. It's not amazing, despite what your ex-girlfriend told you. You know, it's, but it's, it'll do. But I think, like, maybe a little bit... I don't think um, reams and reams of messages... I hate, like, war and peace on a message when people write a lot, you know, because I get bored halfway through and I'll just, I'll just ignore it because I feel like there's too much there. Um, and even in the profile as well, you know, a little bit of information about them, if they're sporty or... You know what sort of things they like, um, and then you know, just a few different varied pictures. You know, mostly sort of torso pictures, maybe the odd cut picture sort of further on into your gallery. You know, just exactly. so people can see what they're getting. Um, and then, if you, I think if you're going to try and attract someone early enough, is send a face picture with you know with your initial message because yeah, that's the only that way works. you're going to get attention from yeah, women. Yeah, that, that definitely works. And yeah. I understand their argument of oh well, you know, I don't want to send it out to everyone. Well. So I'm afraid you're not going to get too much. If you want to stand out, that's it. You know, like well, you know, I'll I'll only send it on kick, and you're like, oh well, I've got 16 other guys that are sending me pictures that look nice, so Mm. you're a goner. Yeah, I know. It's it. That's just the way it is. It's it is a market. Yeah. And Um, I guess the verifications help quite a lot as well. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I would never meet anyone that's not verified because there's so many fake people out there and creepy people out there, Mm. and you know, and I'd always arrange to meet someone for a coffee first. Um, there's there's been the other occasion that I've um chatted to people for a bit and had a few live pictures and then met them um, but usually on the whole I'd usually meet for a coffee first just to see whether they are who they say because a couple of times I've met people for coffee and their pictures are not <laughs> who they really? say they are really? yeah. Yeah. one of them had this like lovely like six pack um, you know big broad guy and then he came in and I was like Hmm. I was like, so is this not, is this you in the picture? And he was like, oh no, I don't use that. Um, I don't use my body picture because I'm being stalked. And I was like, oh, that's why. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> that old chestnut. <laughs> yeah, to get his pictures back. <laughs> I was like, but nice try. But but single women on um, some of these websites do get quite a lot of abuse as well. Yeah, people, from angry guys who 
I guess are pissed off that they don't get to meet them. Oh yeah, we've been called all sorts. You know, if you if you don't reply to them, or if you chat a little bit and then don't reply to them, or you know, the hundred and one sort of ways to abuse women. You know, I've yeah. been called a, an ugly fat cunt. I've been called you know a stupid bitch. You know, like all oh, just for not replying. And you know, they get really nasty. But I think, and it, it's hard at the time initially not to take, not to feel a little bit. Um, offended by it but then you have to remember this person does not know me um, I don't know them you know it's, it's just the nature of the beast that these kind of people are going to sit there and feel a little bit more comfortable abusing women when they are on at the other end of a computer exactly yeah. they're kind of keyboard warriors yeah, they are that's it but you do need to have quite a thick skin yeah I think you need to eventually you know, brush it off and or laugh about it um, and I think it helps if you know other people, you know, like with kick groups and stuff that you can share and chat about it and just laugh about it a little bit rather exactly. than um, sort of Take if you took every, yeah if you took everything um, you, they said they said to you to heart then I'd never leave the house, you know I'd never meet again you'd never do anything because they they are nasty. Mm. And you know, in terms of like long term kind of goals, um, do you do you want to stay kind of being part of the lifestyle? You know, down the road, if you ever get with somebody, or are you quite happy, you know, to leave it behind you? Um, I've always sort of dipped in and out of it, so I'd I wouldn't be um on it for long periods of time. Maybe sort of six months here and then stop for six months. And um, I like it. I like um the the fun of being able to play. Um, if I was ever in a relationship that was very vanilla and he didn't like that sort of thing, then. I'd, I'd like to say that like I'd, I'd you know be reasonable about it and completely stop but I think it'd be it would have to have discussions around it because I enjoy having threesomes I enjoy going to the parties um I think there's maybe a time for it I think if you're going to be a play I've made, made mistakes before of being in a couple and playing before the actual re- the relationship was stable yeah um and I think to be able to go and do that you have to both be um very mature about it and very comfortable in your relationship to, for it to be able to um, to work properly so I don't know I don't, I don't think I'd like um, personally to be able to carry on and, and enjoy it as and when it doesn't have to be a lifestyle it could just be uh, something that I, I have a go off every now and then go to a party every now and then or meet friends yeah exactly like it, it is one of the things that we've found is it's it's a really lovely way to meet people and yeah. I mean there is the sex side of it which is fun obviously but then the people like you that we've stayed in touch with. Yeah, it's um, nice to meet like-minded people, a little bit more relaxed and stuff, and a little bit more open-minded. It's so nice, and, and often we've met people from all walks of life who we might not have met otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that is the really, really nice side of it. And there's also the secret naughty side. Yeah. <laughs> underneath the vanilla life that we have this kind of, you know, It's like a side. bit more excitement, like, you know, yeah. you go away for, like, when we went to Killing Kittens, so went away for the weekend and I went with um, two girls that I've become friendly with from Fab um, that I met and that I, I keep in touch with and we do social things as well not just um, kinky stuff but I came back after the weekend and everyone was talking about oh what did you do and they were like oh I went hiking or, and I was like oh yeah I just, just went away um, to visit a friend in Dublin <laughs> I was like God and I was like oh yeah <laughs> you know, it's like, and you sort of smirking to yourself but because you had such a good time half of you is like really wanting to tell people as well you're like oh my god this, this party you know what happened but I don't think everyone really unless they've been to it or they've experienced it would really understand 
and it would probably be a little bit shocked and so, negative yeah. sort of about like it. The throws is that, you know, temptation just now, you know, to kind of tell people and to kind of normalise what you're doing because yeah. it feels normal and it feels nice. It does. Um, and we certainly have this, you know, discussion too about trying to normalise it and tell mm. our colleagues, but then we just think, Jesus, there's no way. Like, yeah. they would just freak out. Like, time. I think after being on Fab for a little while, you kind of get a different mindset. Um, mm. And it does become more, um, because you're speaking to people about it and because exactly. you're socialising people, it becomes a little bit normal to you. But then, like I found when I've done then dated vanilla guys and sort of tried to approach the subject and they're, they're so shocked about it and it seems, you know, and you think, oh God, everyone, every guy wants a threesome. Well, they probably do, but it's a little bit scary for them. And, and mm. if you haven't been exposed to that sort of environment and those sort of, you know, people talking about it, it seems very scary. It all seems very big. And and do you find that if you, as a single woman, you're dating a guy and you say to them, you know, you've had, you know, all this experience on kind of swingers' websites, you've gone to parties, you've had lots of threesomes and orgies and all that. Are they intimidated by that? I probably wouldn't sort of divulge all of it. Um, certainly not all at once. You know, you might <laughs> not say, in the first day, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I'd probably... Because I think initially you'd th- they'd probably like the idea of it, but then um, as it sort of went on and it got a little bit more serious, they'd probably be a little bit more intimidated by it, that you're a little bit more experienced or a little bit more adventurous. Um, mm. So I'd, I'd probably just start off and say, um, you know, that I, oh, have you ever had a threesome? Yeah, that sort of thing, and then um, I, I don't sort of tend to mention the website, um, but I've mentioned um, parties before that, and that seems a little bit more acceptable to them. So I think it's trying to break it down so it's not such a bam, but yeah, I would yeah. drip feed them into it. Yeah, until no, it's interesting to, to hear that whether it would be the same experience that men have as well, single guys uh, who've been in the lifestyle, do they have that kind of need to hold back in case a woman feels insecure? Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't. I think it's probably easier for a woman to explain to a guy that they're in this lifestyle rather than to a man to explain to a new girlfriend that it's in. Do you think? Yeah, because I think men are naturally a little bit more promiscuous. Um, Women, a lot of from my perception, maybe Irish women, um, seem to be a little bit held back. Um, not you, obviously. A lot of the women that, that I know here, obviously, but you know, in general, um, they seem to be a little bit more held back over things like that. So I can imagine it'd be difficult. They, they, they might be a little bit more shocked and a little bit less forgiving mm-hmm. about finding out mm-hmm. about this sort of uh, situation. Well, there is that kind of social norm that I've heard from other single women that you know they're expected to kind of stay at home and you know mm-hmm. stay behind the kitchen sink and all of that kind of stuff. Conform, and, yeah, yeah, and conform, and it's okay for for guys to head off and have orgies and blah blah. But I've also heard that there's a big difference between guys on Tinder. And guys on Fab and the guys on Tinder are are mostly looking for uh, relationships. They're not looking for a quick kind of hookup. Is that is that your experience, or is yeah. it is it pretty much the same? I've had it a few times on both. I mean, certainly on Fab, I'm very, if if I'm meeting a, a single guy, it's literally after the initial coffee. I don't <clears throat> want to go out for drinks with them. I don't want to date them. I don't. I'd like them to sort of come in. We'll have fun, and then oh, thanks, yeah. <laughs> you know, and off you go. Yeah. Um, with Tinder, um, I don't know, I, I suppose I play it the same, a little bit the same way, but sometimes you do get a little bit more and they're like, oh, will we do this or do you want me to stay over or, you know, like, and, okay. or, you know, like, we, we, and I'm like, mm, 
No. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, with if you meet somebody from Fab Singers, there is already that kind of the, the expectation that yeah. there will be no strings. Yeah. Um, it's also a bit like if people did want to move on from that, you know, like I'm very much sort of um, compartmentalizing. This is this is what this is, and then if I'm meeting someone else on uh, maybe Tinder or Plenty of Fish or something, that's what I sort of date unless I change the profile to say specifically not looking for dating and, and yeah. stuff like that. So. So just just to kind of round up, and, and it's just interesting, you know, as a single woman, what have been your negative experiences? Um, I'm, well, I'm very um, sort of cautious about who I meet now. I'm very careful about, you know, checking everyone ver- everyone's verifications and also their verifications to make sure that they're not fake profiles, like a knock-on effect or domino to check each mm-hmm. one. Um, but I've had um, a few nasty messages and a few people, or uh, well, one guy specifically, I know, um, who had found out from somewhere where um, someone where I work and was threatening to expose me and stuff, and was being very creepy and swearing at me, but then trying to blackmail me and stuff. It was very, you know, that was a little bit weird. That's horrible. Yeah. Um, so I, I sort of left for a little while. Um, and then I suppose a lot of the negative experiences came from when I was in a couple and sometimes not not negative because I kind of I wasn't forced into it but sort of taking one for the team and I you discussed it on previous yeah, um, podcasts yeah. as well and they sort of like oh you've got this you know we both found this woman really attractive and then she had um, her boyfriend and we were like oh, sure, do you know what we'll just go ahead with it and it, it, it initially that was where it went and I always ended up getting stuck with the, the boyfriend yeah and it, and they always ended up just a straight swap sometimes when you're with sort of um, mm-hmm. an, another couple mm-hmm. and so it just it doesn't end up seem to um unless the guys are by but you know like, it doesn't seem to it just seems like oh you have a bit of a go with the girl while the guys sort of stand around like twiddling themselves and then then you sort of swap over and then that's it and it's kind of it was a little bit awkward but and i've had some negative experiences with that but um just the other thing was, I suppose, your experience as a single woman with couples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how do you find it? I prefer not to meet very often with um, couples um, because, I mean, I've met as, as a couple and meeting single women and it was and it was fine. I really, really enjoy FFM. Um, but me being the sort of single female in it, it, it can be a little bit awkward because you either have um, the man trying to, if, if the couple aren't, comfortable or if there's any upset there and you can kind of get a feel for if the woman has been talked into a little bit or yeah. um so the man's trying to sort of pacify her and there's a lot of reassurance going on and you feel a little bit awkward while this is going on um or the man is too into it and the, the woman is sort of glaring and there's sort of subconscious sort of, sort of sneaky sulking going on and you know you can see the sort of frowns that you know sort of behind you or you can feel it yeah and so very often do you feel uh, I know this is something I've heard before from from other single women that they feel that they're kind of being objectified by the couple you know as as their kind of I don't know their their fantasy their sex toys yeah and I but I think that's to be expected if you go and join another couple you know you are there playing and you know but it, it's how to make it not feel like that at the time mm-hmm. you know you are only entering their lives for a short time but you, sometimes you do feel you know it's, I suppose they can't win uh, maybe I just don't enjoy it with other couples where even if they are comfortable um, with the situation you can sometimes feel that they're giving each other you know sort of winks or looks or something and you feel and you feel very much like they're just passing you around and you are you know like that you, you could be a blow-up doll for all they care yeah so it's kind of like you're excluded from that yeah it gets a little bit awkward and you kind of uh, you know or, or they'll go off and do something for a while and you're left sat there and you're like oh, oh 
okay. <laughs> it is so a, if you were if you were to give anybody any couples that are listening any advice about how to approach you know a single female. Yeah, I mean, we've been very lucky whenever I've been in a couple how we did it we just usually have a couple of drinks all together first and get really comfortable I advise that um, sort of the couples not to be too coupley um, together you know if one of you isn't you know needs that reassurance then it's probably not the right time to introduce someone else into the bedroom um, and then I don't know I think it's you know try to forget the, sort of forget you're in a couple and just enjoy the whole experience all of you together rather than that we are together you know for that night yeah. you are all together it's not a them and us or a her yeah. and us it's like all of us that's very good advice yeah, actually yeah, it's great that's really really useful because I mean I think that is the way to look at it that it is everybody having fun yeah. for themselves and also kind of pleasuring other people it's yeah, not it's everyone yeah everyone's yeah. doing for their own yeah, enjoyment yeah. and it has to be and so what's been the best experience that you've had on FAB? What's been the fabest of FAB experiences for you? Um, let's see. It was either some of the Killing Kitten parties. They were amazing. Like, they, like It was just like nothing else. Like, you went up and there was just bodies everywhere and it was all felt very glamorous and very sexy. Um, but I did have a, one of my favourite FFMs was with um, quite a young couple. Um, and they were a couple, but they were very comfortable with each other, certainly for their age. Um, and that was super hot. We just met up, had drinks, and had our fun, and then left. And but you know, so they were just very easy to talk to, and mm. it was like a, like super kinky and super, you know, really great fun. Um, but yeah, so either that or all the parties. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, it's been fantastic talking to you. Thanks. So Thank much you so for much for inviting me. It's been great, great to see you again, Tabitha. Yeah. And that's it for now. Yeah. So that was Tabitha's experience, and like I said originally. When you came back from your travels last time, you were telling me about your couples meets and um, it was around about that time that I originally met Tabitha and her experiences as a single woman really interested me. Mm. And I suppose it encouraged me to set up my own singles profile and we discussed it um, and you were. Yeah, no, I was obviously very happy and supportive and uh, yeah, like it was something I guess that we'd already, uh, or at the very start, we we talked about exploring on our own, and yeah, so I was very happy for you to go ahead and do that, and uh, so I guess you started off putting up um, a kind of a picture and yeah, I writing set up, your bio. I set up the account on fabswingers.com where we already had a couple's profile, and um, I made it quite general, um, but instead mainly I was looking for interested in couples and maybe other women. Uh, because I still wanted to explore maybe my buy side on my own mm -hmm. um, rather than being as part of a couple. And also, I suppose one of the things that led me to set up the, the single profile as well was that we found it really, really difficult to meet people that we were both interested in mutually, whether it was men, women or couples, but mainly couples, um, because it's so hard to get the chemistry right between four people. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's something we said before, and I think other couples experience that as well. Um, but I think we are maybe a little bit unusual in that we're happy to play separately. Yeah, um, and we, we neither of us have any kind of issues or, yeah. or about that. So, you know, we had obviously discussed it a lot before I set up the profile. I set up the profile, put one picture up. I think it was just a picture of me in a, in a particularly great bra. It was just an old bra that I was wearing that day. Took a picture, put it up. And by the end of the day, I had something like, oh, it was crazy, something like 700 messages. Mm. Um and I, I, I was just completely overwhelmed. I nearly just deleted the account there and then because I just thought I can't I can't deal with this. I'm not going to be able to cope with all these messages. I can't reply to that many people for a start. 
And then, you know, Tabitha was really good. And she she said to me, you know, you've got to put your filters up. And after I realized how to put filters up, that that kind of kept things under control for a little while. Yeah. And I think part of what she was saying as well was that um, you need to uh, fairly quickly get a sense as to what it is you're actually looking for and be quite targeted about who you want to meet and what kind of person you want to go for. Yeah, because otherwise you can spend forever chatting to people and it it goes nowhere. And then there's quite a lot of people who are fake profiles. Um, And I suppose I encountered one of those fairly early on. Um, It was a message I got uh, from a woman. The photographs looked lovely. It looked like she had at least one verification. I can't remember now. It was at least one, if not two. And... um, I don't think the verifications were made public. So now I know if there are verifications, you ask to see them and then you check out, as Tabitha said in that interview, you check out those profiles as well. And Mm. if they're both hidden, if the verifications are hidden and they don't want to show them, or if the profiles of the people who gave the verifications are hidden and you can't see any, then it is a kind of a warning sign. Or if the verifications are just verifying each other then it's probably just Obviously. the same person. Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, like I said, I was naive. I didn't really check that out. So the the woman who messaged me seemed very nice. She said she was a nurse. She was working in the local hospital. She had recently split up from her husband and she was wanting to explore her by side as well. Kind of similar to me. We moved on to Kick for the chat, which is another messaging app. And she sent me really nice photographs of her, really normal photographs of her walking her dog. Um, Now, there were a few photographs. I remember showing them to you and they didn't seem to be quite of the same person. Mm, Yeah, skin tone seemed to be a little bit different. And yeah, there were a few other warning signs. There was one picture, I remember, and she had quite long nails. Yeah. And I was kind of saying, you know, if you're a nurse, you don't really have long nails because that's going to get in the way. Mm. Um, or it might hurt you know Mm. so yeah so there were a few things that now we would look at immediately and say now that's there's something dodgy going on there but anyway she always had a good excuse for whatever anything I mentioned and I didn't like to be kind of pushy about it because it was the first woman I was really chatting to and she seemed genuine so we arranged to meet for a coffee and the coffee she couldn't get out of the hospital she said she was working could I meet her in the cafe of the hospital, which was on the hospital grounds? So I arranged to meet her at a certain time, half past one or something, and got there, got the table, got a coffee. There was no sign of her, but she was messaging me the whole time. Yeah. And at this stage, I wasn't there with you. I I, I was fairly nearby, but I wasn't maybe in, in hindsight as close as I, I probably should have been or, or could have been. But you were still messaging me anyway, yeah. saying still no sign of this one. Yeah, and um, you weren't far away, I knew that anyway, but um, you weren't in the building or you weren't on the grounds or anything like that. But So she kept messaging me and she'd send me the odd pictures saying, I'm still waiting for cover. Uh, she said she was in the paediatric ward and she was looking after really sick children. Um, it sounded plausible, you know. And finally, I couldn't wait anymore. I had to go, I had something else on and I couldn't wait. I gave it about 40 minutes and in the whole time, I was constantly getting messages from her. Mm. Um, and in the end, I said, look, I have to go. I can't wait any longer and, and left. And it was only afterwards I was speaking to um, Sally. I think if you listen to our episode, I think it's episode. I think it's episode two. It was the first really good couples meet that we had. Yeah, Harry and Sally. Yeah. And when I told Sally about this, she went, oh, that's a guy. Yeah. 
And she said, do you have any live pictures on, on kick? And I went, no, I didn't know anything about live pictures, how you take live pictures on kick. And she told me, you know, how you take live pictures. And then, you know, it's a live picture as opposed to being something from your gallery on your phone. Mm. I didn't know this. So I had never asked for live pic. And she said, I, I guarantee you, she said that was a man and you were being watched the whole yeah. time. So it was, it was kind of freaky in the end, thinking that, you know, there was, was a guy probably watching you in the in the canteen, sending you messages and then watching you getting the message and looking around and sending a message back to him. Yeah, it was creepy. So, yeah, fairly creepy. And for me, anyway, as the guy as well, or as the partner, you know, I did feel, Jesus, you know, I should have been closer or I should have, you know, been in a position where I could have protected you more, you know, if he'd followed you afterwards, you know. So. Yeah, because he could have followed to me to the car, got my yeah. car registration or even followed the car and yeah. waited for me to pull in somewhere quiet. So, yeah, you know, I think it's a pretty good example of basic kind of security and thinking about verifying the identity of the person. Yeah. And actually, as it turned out, Tabitha and a few other women had also got messages from the same profile, the same kick profile. Um, saying that they were a teacher or saying that they were something else, always a woman, always looking to meet other women. And I remember at one stage kind of sharing information and realizing this person is all coming from this kick, um, this kick username. And we all knew then that it was a, it was a guy who was obviously a fake profile. Mm. Um, but it, it, it was done so well. He wrote like a woman. I'm assuming it was a man. Um, the photographs were all different. Actually, Tabitha was telling me that he was using photographs from another woman that she knew. And that's how she heard about it. So, yeah, there's there's an incredible amount of creeps there. But I think it's really important as a woman that you have a kind of a network of other women who you stay in touch with and you can say, watch out for this profile or watch out for that profile. Um, and it, it's a good way for women to kind of uh, just to keep an eye out for each other. Yeah, exactly. That. Uh, networks are really important yeah um, and very supportive and and so on yeah yeah but it didn't put me off no i mean that's that was that's one of the worst kind of things really yeah it was happened to you it was one of the first experiences i had you've had lots of other experiences that have been much much better than that yeah (laughs) um so yeah so that was kind of that didn't go too well but it, it was a great lesson to learn about security issues and it would be the same for i suppose anybody meeting off tinder or any other dating kind of app Uh, One of the first then meets that I had set up, it was a guy I'd been chatting with for ages and he didn't live close by. And now we had been chatting for months and we'll call him. We're going to call him Bob. Okay. (laughs) Because I think Bob's a really good name for him. (laughs) And um, yeah, so I'd been chatting to him in months and we had we had great laughs. I loved his sense of humour. He had a very artistic way of taking photographs. And was very, uh, very witty, funny. Now, he was much, much younger than me. And this was my only worry, kind of, that he was quite young, quite young. He was in his mid-twenties. And I finally got myself around to organising things and setting up uh, a meeting with him. And initially, he'd come quite a long way just to meet me and booked a hotel room and everything. And we both said, look, there's no pressure. You know, we'll see how we get on. We have a drink at the bar. And so we met at the bar. Yeah. And I think I was out of the country, I think. You were out again. Yeah, Yeah, I was gone again. And you were messaging me saying, you know, this guy's young, you know, I'm not sure if he if he can handle me, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Because I always worry that there's a lot of young guys and, you know, they like the idea of an older woman of the MILF. Mm. Um, 
but when it comes down to it you know they really just don't have the experience and i quite like a man to be quite dominant and controlling i know what he's doing absolutely i think most women do you know some women do like to do to be the ones in control but uh, yeah i do and i wasn't sure if that was really going to work with a much younger guy so I, I, the last thing I remember was you sent me a message saying, um, sure, I'm going to go up, up to the room with him anyway and I'll see how we get on. And I didn't hear anything else until several hours, several later. hours later. And you said, I'm on the way home now. That with, was with a big smile on my face. That was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so Bob really knocked it out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Uh, he, he really did. Yeah. So kind of when I met him, he's a lovely, handsome guy quite spoken quite shy but very cute and again you know i was i was concerned about the age gap because i'd had an experience before with a younger guy we'd had a threesome with and so that was kind of on the back of my mind um so we went up to the room and i have to say there was this terrible band playing in the bar it was nearly to get away from the band more than anything (laughs) we just said no it's they were torturous they were just belting out awful kind of Eagles numbers um, out of tune, terrible. But we got up to the hotel room, and it was it was amazing. He didn't put on any lights in the hotel room. He just left the, all the lights off, and kind of pulled me inside the door. And it was like he became a totally different person yeah. inside the door in the dark. It's pretty sexy, yeah. Yeah, it it was. It really took me by surprise. So the only light was the light coming in from underneath the door, and. Pretty much straight away, he pulled me inside the door, closed the door behind me and held me up against the wall and just started ravishing you. Yeah, basically, you know, he really did. He held my hands up, I think, above my head and um, put his hand up underneath my dress. Uh, I was wearing stockings and, you know, he finger fucked me standing up. um, And by that stage, I was just like, (laughs) ah, take me now. (laughs) Um, And yeah, he he. He had me everywhere around that room, mm-hmm. against the wall, on the rug, um, over the chest of drawers. I think there was a little coffee table before we even got to the bed. Um, and it was just, he just, he was totally different. Like once he was inside the bed. It was like a bedroom. Jekyll, well not Jekyll and Hyde, but that kind of transformation from being a bit shy, you know, downstairs to being completely dominant and control yeah. in the bedroom. Yeah, yeah. He re- and he really knew what he was doing. He, you know, it was not his first rodeo, that's for sure. Um, and it was, it was funny because none of that came across. He didn't come across as a player. He didn't come across as, as a guy who was really cocky and confident with women. And then I think it was that was the really nice thing. The really nice thing was finding out that he was he was actually really, really good. And he was. And that's why that physical kind of kiss test, as I call it, is, is so important because you can meet someone and have coffee, but it's only when you really get to touch them that you know is there that compatibility and, mm. and when there is um and you know when a guy knows how to fuck you it's it's just really really good yeah and so it was a great night and i went home with a big smile on my face but no chips unfortunately well i wasn't around to buy chips unfortunately no. so yeah. and i think everywhere was closed by the time i was going home and um yeah so i stayed in touch with bob since and we message a lot and, and we've met again since and it's been tremendous yeah and i feel like i know bob at this stage yeah. as well because often 
we'll be in bed at night and I'll be messaging somebody and you'll be messaging Bob and you'll be showing me funny gifts that he sends or jokes he's, he's got a fantastic sense of humor and like yeah and it's funny like because often I'll be saying to you say hi to Bob for me or yeah something like yeah, that you know? yeah so he's become actually really really another another example of somebody on uh, the lifestyle who's become a really good friend yeah so um, hopefully I'll get to meet Bob at some point I'm yeah I think that's gonna happen I'm dying to meet him yeah so that was a really really good experience um so yeah so I've had a kind of a few good experiences quite a few good experiences but I'd, I haven't actually met that many guys or played with that many men on my own yeah like you are kind of you know you're fussy but it's not just that really you know there's there's a particular type of thing I suppose that you're looking for that you know you prefer somebody who you know you engage with on a, a kind of intellectual level or somebody that gets in your mind yeah so, you know I mean exactly you know you, you could have a meet every single day of the year and then twice on a bank holiday <laughs> if, you, if you wanted but it's more you know you look for somebody just to spark the imagination I guess yeah that's really important to me because sex for me is all about the mind and it's about like they obviously the physical part is important but the physical part I think for me comes after you engage my mind yeah. and if you can if you can kind of fuck with my mind then it's yeah it's getting inside your head will mm, get inside your pants yeah exactly yeah but yeah. um yeah so that was that was really really fun and i've had you know a few sexy meets obviously there was uh, another one not too long after i set up my single profile it was somebody who sent me a message um on fab and sent me a facebook now I immediately recognized the guy, um, a bit younger than me, very, very good looking. And he was known to me and and to you. Mm. And it would have been quite a scandalous thing for him to have met me or me to have met and, him. And when he found out that you, you knew him, he freaked out. Yeah, because I, I should have just said, look, no, sorry, not interested. And then just blocked him. But there was a major taboo thing with who this person was. We're not going to reveal anything. No, 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 no. But, you know, there was a taboo around him. And that's, again, that was a mental thing that got in your head. Yeah. And it's not like he was married or anything. It was nothing like that. It was no. just of, of who he was and his position. In relation to us, I yeah, suppose. And yeah, and I really, yeah, that really got to me. Now, he was a very good looking guy, great body as well, which helped. Mm. And, and I kind of teased him. You know, by saying, oh, I know who you are. I couldn't I couldn't possibly meet you. And then that drove him wild because he felt he was at a disadvantage. And eventually I ended up telling him who I was. And of course, by this stage, um, you were as worked up as he was about the whole thing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, I ended up kind of meeting him briefly for a play date. Mm. I think I dressed up in stockings, a bra, and I don't even know if I wore knickers. I don't think I wore knickers at all. And uh, a longish kind of coat over it and just turned up on, on his doorstep, basically. Um, because we knew him and we knew where he lived and exactly. all of that kind yeah, of stuff. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that was the thrill. It was nearly the thrill of imagine if people knew. This was the thrill. It was the taboo. Mm. Um, and it was really fun because... You were there when I was getting ready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we fucked. Yeah. The, I think we mentioned that once before, but, mm. you know, we, we do like, or you in particular, and again, this is partly the whole psychology thing of everything that's going on, is you quite like, um, you know, me fucking you before you go to a meet. 
Yeah. And then you like fucking a guy and then you like coming home. Immediately. And you like me fucking you when you come home. Yeah, I do. I really, I really find that really hot. I, I like the idea of having two guys immediately after or you know in succession mm. um, not necessarily together if they're together that's fine but and also you know I love the idea of being reclaimed by you you mm. it doesn't bother you so much you like the sex anyway yeah yeah no it's interesting because you know there, there, there is this whole hot wife thing and um, I think you possibly maybe engage with the hot wife thing on a certain level more than I do because yeah. you you like the idea of you know fucking me beforehand and then going to another guy and then coming home and you like me re- uh, reclaiming you I love it holding you down and um yeah just I guess putting my mark back on you yeah you and know especially coming inside you yeah you know you really like that idea of being reclaimed in, in a very primal way yeah and typically like after I come back from meeting another guy which isn't that often but when I do I, I typically won't shower or anything afterwards you know I'm still sweaty yeah and, and I'm still possibly smelling of that other guy yeah and you like that and I guess you like me sensing that on you maybe as well maybe I guess you like going to the guy I mean often you know we fucked and I've come inside you and then you've gone to meet the other guy so mm-hmm. you like bringing that with you and then you like bringing yeah the scent of the guy home and then me doing it again to you yeah it's really interesting and if for you you're not that bothered by it it doesn't engage you the whole hot wife thing doesn't um yeah. engage you at all really not not really no i mean i guess i i you know i i like i like us being kind of equal in the swinging kind of lifestyle and for me the hot wife and this is just my perspective on it but for me the hot wife thing is a little bit more of ownership of the of the woman and i, I don't particularly like that kind of concept but what I do like is I like seeing you dressing up in sexy lingerie and I like seeing you turned on and that turns me on. And I, I, and I certainly really like you uh, wanting me to reclaim you because I like fucking you like that anyway. I like being dominant and I like holding you down and mm. holding you by the throat and fucking you hard from behind <laughs> and wrapping my arms around you and just pounding and, you know, yeah so I like seeing you fucking other guys you know it really turns me on but not in a kind of you know that's my toy and I'm gonna let these other guys play with it for a while before I take it back again yeah which is just the way I see the hot wife thing and that's just my own personal kind of view on it yeah but yeah so that's where I'm kind of you know so I don't mind you kind of obviously I don't mind you playing separately um but I don't see it as a kind of a hot wife thing I just really like seeing you you're a very sexy person so I like seeing you um enjoying sex and having good fun having sex and it just makes our sex even more fun it and does. enjoyable it, it, it you really know? it makes it a lot more intense as well because mm. it's funny then when you have a play date and you meet another woman and you come back home it doesn't bother me or anything but there was one time you met a woman and came home it was late at night and you came into bed and the smell of perfume from you was so strong and I just it woke me up and I just I hated it I, mm-hmm. I hated the smell of another woman's perfume and it wasn't the idea of the woman I knew the woman I'd met the woman and everything it was just the smell I found it was very overpowering yeah so it's interesting that in reverse you know that scent thing just doesn't work or even not, not no it's not even the scent thing it's just you know you don't feel any need 
to reclaim to, you. To reclaim me. No. And I don't feel any particular need to 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 do anything to you either to reestablish anything. No. You know, no. It, it it doesn't make any difference to our relationship like no. that. And it doesn't put me off you. It's not like you and, come back in and, and you've been with one other woman and I'm just I mean, turned off. It's not that. It's just that I, I don't feel the need to reclaim you like you were saying. It's not doesn't make any difference and often you will be hornier and I will be horny anyway and you'll tell me the details and we might have sex the next day or something but there's no immediate rush to reclaim you as my own or anything like that no no and certainly often what we'll do is if it's during the day we'll kind of shut the doors of the kitchen and you'll say okay you know spill the spill the beans tell me all the all the juicy details and that'll be fun and I'll enjoy telling you that but certainly when I come home you know I prefer to wash I I prefer to shower and change before I actually see you um, which is a funny thing as well yeah because like, that's I, I not the way I am I don't particularly like seeing you when you know if I come home and I'm sweaty or I'm covered in come or whatever you know I prefer to completely wash change and then and then see you mm. which, which is kind of weird you mm, know? Mm. or it's just different no it's just different it's different to the way I am yeah but there 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 was one exception to to that rule and it's it's kind of an interesting kind of story so we'll quickly tell it yeah you know? yeah there was a woman I started messaging and her her kink was that she loved playing with a guy um, who was married and what she really liked was getting the permission from the wife to play with the husband. And she had a whole kind of dumb sub thing where she liked to be subservient to, to the wife and she liked to be told that she wasn't good enough and that she would never be as good as the wife and all of that kind of stuff, you know. Um, but what she really liked a lot was um, if she could wear the wife's knickers. Yeah, and so prior to this, like she um, was in touch with me separately and you gave her obviously um, my username and kick and you know she was just checking to see was it okay and I was like yeah you know I didn't realize that it was this kind of thing that she was into and I was like yeah you know go for it if you want to play with Vincent that's fine by me um yeah she she then mentioned you know the whole thing about the knickers which I found curious interesting you know mm. kind of kinky in a sexy way yeah so what she wanted was um or just to kind of build it up so we had a meet arranged or I, I had a meet arranged with her and um, so what she wanted was for for me to put on a pair of her knickers and then for me to take a few pictures and a clip of me fucking Mia um, with the knickers on and for you then to wear them for, uh, you know, about kind of half a day or something enough that the knickers would absorb some of your moisture basically and, you know, and smell she, like me yeah she wanted them used you yeah know, slightly and, and, used. and smelling of me yeah so we did that and yeah we took a little video of, of of us having sex with the knickers on and yeah quite a few different pictures of me wearing the knickers at different times since the day yeah it was pretty sexy and then um so i went off to the meet and i i, I had the knickers in my pocket and we met in a bar and I was chatting away to her. And she was wearing a dress, wasn't she? She was wearing a dress and she came along to the bar without wearing any knickers. And so um, we had a drink and I put my hand in my pocket and I said, here you go, go and put these on in the toilet and then come back to me. Um, so she went and slipped them on and luckily you were the same size, so they fitted mm. pretty well. And they were lovely knickers. They were purple 
and silver. And they had lovely kind of lacy edges around them. Yeah, they were very, very lacy. And um, yeah, they were really, really kind of sexy. So they were perfect for this kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So she came back to the bar wearing them super turned on. And um, yeah, then it was kind of like a car meet. It was at night in winter, actually. And we went off to this kind of country estate somewhere. We parked up this quiet kind of lane and put the back seats down of the car and we start fucking away. And I guess what she wanted, though, was um, she wanted me, obviously, to fuck her wearing the knickers. Yeah. So the knickers stayed on the whole time. And then when she I... wanted also to take a picture of her wearing the knickers to send to me. Yeah. So we were taking pictures and sending them to you mm. of the knickers and of her, her bra and, of you. and everything, you know. Yeah. So it was fun. It was really it good was. Fun. I, I liked it because I liked being part of it. I felt, you know, included, which is important, I think, in these situations. But I really liked the kind of the kink behind it. The imagination really got to me. I really love that kind of thing. People who use their imagination in kind of a different way. Yeah. And she was messaging saying, you know, can I fuck Vincent? You know, do you mind if I fuck him? You know, can I have your permission to fuck him? Yeah, please? yeah. Um, and then at the end, she wanted, she, you know, I was fucking her with a condom on. And then at the end, she wanted me to take the condom off. And she wanted me to come on the knickers while she was wearing them. And then come all over her body as much as I could. Mm. Um, because, you, and you obliged. Of course, you know, if a lady asks for come, then, you know, <laughs> it's very rude for a gentleman not to oblige. Um, so yeah, she wanted to come everywhere, and she she later said that she 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 left it on her for the best part of an, of a day. You know, she she again, like you, she she wanted the smell. She wanted to be marked mm. by a man by mm. by their cum, mm. and she wanted to smell it and feel it on her. Um, and she yeah, she left it on her boobs for the 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 rest of the day, or the rest of the following day. Um, so yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty fucking hot. Yeah. And I got the knickers back. <laughs> yeah. Now they were in a bit of a state after all that. They were in a state. It didn't do a whole, a whole lot for you, the knickers, getting the knickers back. No. It, it was more the meat and being yeah. involved in the sex part. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, no, I really liked it. I really liked the whole fun part of it, being involved. And what was really nice was I think the following weekend, um, the three of us met up in a really nice bar um, of an expensive hotel nearby and um, we had drinks together and you kind of sat in between us and she was on one side of you and I was on the other and we were all having a few drinks and at one stage we were both wearing dresses um, and, you were, and you were both wearing stockings yeah and you had your hand on the inside of my thigh and your other hand on the inside of her thigh yeah and we scandalized everybody who was in the lounge at the time. Yeah, the, the waiters. The waiters were, just, were staring at us. They couldn't figure out what was going on because I went to the toilet at one stage and you snogged her. You kissed her. Mm, she um, immediately said, can I kiss you? Yeah, and she, she and you were all over each other. And then I came back and then we all sat quietly and primly for mm. a little while. And then um, she went to the toilet and then you kissed me and you were all over me as well. So I know for a fact that the bar staff um got a real eyeful <laughs> yeah yeah we didn't have a threesome she wasn't really into threesomes or anything and she just liked the idea of getting my permission um to play with you um and i, I quite like that i, I like that idea and she was really nice she was really she fun. was lovely and i met her a few times didn't times. you yeah, yeah she yeah. was really really nice so yeah so we've had some kind of interesting meets like that you know as singles that have kind of turned into more interesting things and I always find it's the 
it's the meets with people who have kind of that little bit more of imagination who have a little bit maybe of kink to them mm. and, and that stay with me and i think what works for us as well is that we're open to uh, you know allowing something to evolve into something more so you know sometimes with the single woman i meet it does evolve and include you as well um and that's think, happened yeah and i think it's a really nice part of our of our relationship is that we're open to to doing that there's no particular boundaries you just go with whatever you feel wherever you feel the chemistry is or wherever it leads you so yeah so that's that's kind of been the whole thing so i guess setting up the whole singles profile was an eye-opener for me um just to see how single women are in the lifestyle uh, how difficult it can be it can be difficult for a single woman because you are inundated there's no doubt about it i mean tabitha says that um, the security issues are there um, often. I, in fact, I have never played with a couple on my own. I've chatted to quite a few couples and didn't end up meeting them in the end. Often I felt that couples like Tabs said they're, they're kind of they looking. They can be too coupley. They can be coupley mm. um, or else they're looking for a, a single woman as a plaything mm. rather than to include them. And I'm already in a relationship, obviously, and I'm very happy, but I don't particularly want to be included in somebody else's. But at the same time, you want to feel more than you're just a kind of a sexual object. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought her advice for that was was great. And just to give that understanding as to where the single woman's coming from and what the single woman might be looking for from the couple. And that comes from communication mainly. Yeah. But it's not this us and them exactly. situation, you know, it's yeah. more like everybody together. Yeah. Let's try and create a threesome, a yeah. proper threesome. I mean, yeah. I'm not ruling out couples because I think the, the way it will happen with me, if I do play with a couple, it will be something that happens organically from meeting them at a social or at a party or something mm. and making a connection that way. Um, very often I find couples who contact me, um, it will be mainly pictures of the woman with hardly any pictures of the guy. Uh, if I ask for pictures of the guy, you know, I've I've been chatting to profiles and they've said, oh, well, he's very camera shy, you know, yeah. and then you're just like immediately. Well, why is he camera shy? You know, if you, I, if I'm meeting a couple, I want to meet both of them. I want to see both of them. I'm going to play with both of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess a lot of profiles use the woman as as kind of bait to kind Absolutely. of, you know, you know, catch and, people and, and, and get that's, their attention. That's fine if you're looking for a single guy. But, but if you're looking for a single woman, you know, the single woman wants a bit more than just another woman to play with. She's specifically looking for a couple, most and, single women. And especially you, because you're not really all that bi. You know, yeah. You know, the guy part of the couple is, is, important. is really important to you. Yeah. So, you know, it, it should be very clear from the beginning that there are equal pictures of both parties, you know. Mm. And yeah, like Tabitha said, you know, kind of talk to the single woman you know make an effort yeah i mean often from what i hear anyway you know couples tend not to make a huge amount of an effort they they tend to think you know because we're a couple we'll yeah. be able to get a meet easily yeah and, and then that just they, doesn't work out. yeah no and and with single guys maybe you know it's very easy for a couple to get meet but with a woman a single woman has so many choices you know not only do they have all these other really hot sexy uh single guys um, so if you're a couple, you really need to make that effort. But like I said, I haven't ruled it out, but I just haven't had um, the opportunity, I guess, to meet a couple to play with. But never say never, you know. No, I'm not. I, absolutely. It might happen at, at some point. Yeah, I'm sure it will. But at the moment it hasn't. But, you know, hopefully at some stage in the future it will. 
Okay, so that brings us to the end of our podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, we've certainly enjoyed running through some of our some of our memories. It's always really fun and exciting doing that. Yeah, and um, we're not really sure what we're going to talk about next time, yeah, but, but we'll it will think, be something. Yeah, yeah, we'll think of something hot. Don't worry. Yeah, so we'll leave it there, and uh, we'll talk to you in the next episode of our next podcast. Bye. Bye.